Alright. Well, I need coffee. I'm gonna make coffee. <laughs> and you're gonna have a sip. Did you drink a cup of coffee already? Yeah. And you're gonna drink another cup. Dude, are you kidding me? Coffee doesn't... Temperance. Me. So I use what is called a mocha, which is a kind of a blue-collar Italian way of making espresso. Heard of it? You've seen it? You've seen my mocha maker? Oh, well, that's what it's called? Yeah. I thought mocha meant chocolate coffee. Uh, ch yeah, that's... Uh, this is M-O-K-A. It's a European thing. You're so, uh, tra traveled. How could you make coffee at a time like this? Listen, you have your addictions, I have mine. You know when you're a kid, coffee's really bitter? Yeah. And I tried it as a kid, and mm -hmm. I was like, yuck. So, never drink it again. There was one time in college when it was really late, and I needed to study, but I was so tired. So I went to the, what is it? Espresso Royale or something? Cafe? No way, a U of I? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Espresso Royale. For all those who have ever been to University of Illinois. Shambana. Shambana. You can uh, go to Espresso Royale. So you were saying, Espresso Located. Royale. <laughs> Located in the basement of the undergraduate library. I ordered a mocha. There was an Espresso Royale in the underground? When I was there. Yeah. Oh, you're talking in the middle. That middle yeah, section? Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, balcony. Is it a balcony or a yeah, 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 landing? Yeah. yeah. I ordered a mocha and then on the side counter where there were straws and napkins and things, they also had this little container of chocolate powder. So oh, I yeah. took off the cover and like loaded more chocolate powder <laughs> in it. It was delicious. And I was awake. I passed the test somehow. So somehow. wait, you have not drank coffee since college. Right. So what if you drank a cup right now? I probably like wouldn't sleep for days. Like, no, at least just to try to see if you actually like it. I'm sure it wouldn't. It's really bitter, right? Yeah. But do you like the coffee? You like the coffee smell, right? Yeah. The coffee is brewing on the stovetop. I'm excited. This is, this is a momentous occasion. Father Derek drinking his first cup of coffee. You're not making me Real this. cup of... You're taking a sip, at least. No. Yeah. What if you I like it? What if will. you fall in love? Well, I have enough addictions. I don't want to co I don't drink coffee every day. Coffee is a good thing. It is good. Did you know? So this is crazy. Did you know that? All right. So you have to at least take a sip because it's a Catholic oh. drink. Coffee is a Catholic drink. So can I tell you a story? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, do you know who Pope Clement the seventh was? Or sorry, Pope Clement the eighth? Not personally. No. Like where was coffee invented? Good question. Uh, the Chinese, I'm False. sure, had something False. to do with it. That has nothing to do with anything. You're so ignorant sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, coffee has been around since the 9th century um, when Islamic shepherds, they noticed coffee beans, they had, that it had a stimulating effect Ooh. on their sheep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the like sheep, sheep were eating the Sheep would go beans. nutso. All right. So, so they're like, suicide I sheep. want to go nutso. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, um, Islamic people from the Middle East learned how to cultivate the beans and then coffee became 
like the most popular drink in the Islamic world, in the Muslim world. So then coffee was brought to Europe, Christian Europe, and people were completely suspicious of the drink that this is, this is a Muslim drink. We don't want anything to do with coffee. It is, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to start, you know, worshiping yeah. Allah and everything. And, you know, this is, this is, is Satan's drink. They would call it Satan's drink. <laughs> um, so inevitably the coffee made its way to the Vatican. Okay. And so the Pope, Pope Clement VIII at the time, he wanted to try this so-called Satan's drink. It was introduced to Pope Clement and then uh, he poured himself like a steamy cup of Java, of coffee whatever and he was so delighted and so enamored by coffee this is pope clement that he said this quote this devil's drink is delicious we should cheat the devil by baptizing it and so the rest is history like because he made a papal blessing you know baptizing and like christianizing this drink it started becoming popular throughout all of europe say again what his line was uh, this devil's drink is delicious. We should cheat the devil by baptizing it. Interesting. That is very interesting. But how cool is that? That uh... oh, do you hear the bubbling? Yeah, it's ready. Are you? A little it's ready. <laughs> Let me pour a little bit for you. I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. No, a sip. Just a sip. Yeah, I'm not doing it. We're on live podcast. You have to take a sip. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Do you know how stubborn I am? No. You have no idea. You will do this for the people of God. Do you not? <laughs> there like, are tons of other things. Do you not? Love I am Mary prepared C. to do for the people of God. Drinking coffee is not Sipping, one of them. Just gonna sip it. Sorry, I'm telling everybody right now it's not happening. I'm not doing this. So wow, you're so generous. Okay. Uh, so what I love about that? Well, first of all, what what comes to mind when you? when you hear that, that basically coffee was a Muslim drink. It made its way to the Holy Father. The Holy Father drank it and Christianized it, baptized it, and made it something. What comes to mind? I I want to give you the opportunity to (laughs) explain it. No, what I love about that is that, and I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, is the transcendentals. Like this, uh, the transcendentals Mm. being truth, goodness, and beauty. Beauty. It's my favorite. That transcendentals means, uh, like, basically it's the things that lift our hearts to God. Um, Anything created, anything of this world that can bring our hearts to God. Truth, goodness, and beauty always bring ourselves closer to God. A lot of us can immediately see things that aren't quote-unquote Christian or aren't are not quote unquote Catholic and want to stay away from them. For example, uh, Lord of the Rings is not quote unquote Catholic or Christian, yet you take that book and you take everything that is good and true and beautiful about it and it's redemptive and and it can bring us closer to God. Same, and I would argue with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is not a Christian quote unquote book, but there's a lot of good and truth and beauty in it. That one you might get some backlash on. Yeah. And I, we could do a whole podcast on that. We should, because I've never seen it. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, but also, like, food and drink, like coffee, alcohol, those can be good. They can be used for good to lift our spirits, to help us grow in fraternity and community, and bring us closer to God. And, and the Pope saw that, that here is mm-hmm. something that is good. It is a good of this world. And uh, we can baptize it and make it, we can make it redemptive, in a way. I think of St. Francis... Xavier, 
he's sort of like a, a hero to many Asian people. Yeah. He and St. Ignatius of Loyola were contemporaries, missionaries, uh, Jesuit missionaries, very educated, just had this great zeal for the faith. And St. Francis Xavier was known to want to go to the Asian cultures to sort of take what is good, true, and beautiful in their cultures and baptize them so that those things would lead them to God yeah, and to holiness and to sanctification. So he had this saying where he would dress up like the holy people of whatever culture he was in. He did so with a mentality of, hey, I'm going to enter your door, but you're going to come out, meaning... Nice. Uh, Wait, can you say that again one more time? I'm going to enter through your door, but you're going to come out mine. Yeah. So... I want to engage you. I want to meet you where you're at. I want to show you how good, beautiful, and true my God is. Yeah. So that you can see what the meaning of your life is and why you do the things you do and who puts this, the good, true, and beautiful desires in your heart. The God, it's the Christian God. In a lot of ways, like even pagan worship, the Christians felt that it was their duty to Christianize pagan, pagan elements. So, like the Christmas tree, for example, that's sort of a popular yeah. pagan element. But, it's very pagan, yeah. Um, the fact that the Christmas tree is always green, you know, there's some symbolism there. That God's love is always real, present, and active in our lives. What other things during Christmas do we do? Honestly, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, so one of my friends, she is in Michigan. She uh, was a big fan of yoga for a long time. Okay. And uh, she noticed when she was at this one studio uh, that um, in the corners of the yoga place were Hindu gods, like just like on a shelf. And she felt really, really uncomfortable with that, mm -hmm. um, as you should, because, I mean, yoga can easily turn into a sort of pagan worship. And what we do with our bodies matters. Um, and that can, it can lead to not good things. No doubt. Um, what, what she, she had a conflict in her soul that, like this was good for her and it was, there was a lot of truth and goodness and beauty in what she was doing in yoga and it helped her um, just to grow it in her own, I think the word, I guess the word is spaciousness and prayerfulness. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Um, but it wasn't leading her towards Christ necessarily. And so she learned about a program called Soul Core. You heard of that? No. It's a it's basically um, yoga, but baptized and Christianized. Really? So like all of these, um, it's a, like they use the rosary as well throughout their yoga practicing. So it's yoga, but it's in a Christian context. Yeah. And so she uh, started a gym in Michigan where she was able to, in a way, baptize this very pagan practice and that's not all like not all yoga studios are practicing pagan yoga but a lot of them are um very covertly i guess or unknowingly so, or unknowingly yeah right. subconsciously and so to be able to um, glorify god through your body in that way and, and baptizing it as a christian thing it was really cool and so i always think of that as a good example cool cool i'm not drinking this just one sip i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> one sip i like your story Clement the Eighth, is it? Yeah. Come uh, on. Can't do it. Why? Why just, can't you do it? Because I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all of our listeners who love coffee. I love Chinese food. I'm not going to force Chinese food down your throat. So you just rejected. You rejected coffee on 
this podcast. I did. I, I'm not I, rejecting you. I made you. it for you. I poured it for you. You didn't make it for me. And you reject me. You did pour it for me. So basically you're saying that Father Derek, you hate me. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the podcast. Father Derek <laughs> hates Father Tim. And you have the power to do that. Yeah. So any shout outs today? Shout outs. What are we gonna shout out? Who are we gonna shout out today? Oh, here we go. Oh, there's a there's a Soulcore gym in Illinois. There's one at Our Lady of Perpetual Health Parish. Hey, Glenview. We should get someone to start a gym here. Soulcore sure. gym. Do you have okay. to be able to um, be within six feet of one another to do yoga? No, I don't think so. That'd be cool to start it here. Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.